uh, welcome back, guys, to the uh, the after lunch podcast. I'm here uh, with, joined by my uh, two buddies, uh, Sean Jones, hi, and uh, Renee. Hey. So you know we're out here uh, doing Gully's project, right? Uh, the person we chose was uh, Malcolm X. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Malcolm X, he's a uh, he's a civil rights activist around the same time as MLK, except he had a little bit more radical ideas. Um, he was, yeah, that's why he's famous. So, uh, Sean, uh, take it away with his uh, early childhood. My man, Malcolm, was born on May 19th, 1925 in Nebraska. Oh, my God. So, when he was living in Alaska, he had, of course, two parents, and he also had eight siblings. Out of the eight siblings, he got along with uh, two of them. That was his younger brother, Reginald, and his older brother, Felicia. Older sister, Felicia. As his parents began to argue more and more, he felt more you know, distant from them, and he didn't feel comfortable being around them. And let alone, his father was also a Baptist minister, and they had to move multiple times due to the Klansmen at their homes, threatening to kill them and their children. So they moved at least three times before he was uh, six years old. After moving, uh, so one night the father and the mother got into an argument and the dad decided to uh, t- to uh, take a walk. And while taking a walk, he never came back home. The next morning, he was found dead with the, with his head caved in, and the local policeman ruled it out as an accident or a suicide, even though it showed all these signs of a homicide. You know, rest in peace, right? After losing her husband, his mom, Louise, uh, eventually went a little crazy and started abusing the children, and word got out and the children were eventually separated in the foster homes and this started to allow malcolm to really express the way he was feeling at the time and he started to you know act very rebellious at the time so while acting rebellious he would go to foster home the foster home and eventually uh later on in his teen years he was arrested for burglary along with a friend and was sentenced to 10 years, but he only ended up serving seven out of those 10 years. Nice one, Sean. So, yeah. You know, he had a pretty rough childhood, you know, kind of sucked. It's pretty bad. And, uh, but fast forward through seven years of him, you know, going through all of that. Uh, I'm like, still here, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Renee's still here. You're just chilling. Uh, he was just, uh, you know, seven years in prison, you know, it kind of sucked. And he was put on parole after that. Right. And, uh, then his, uh, one of his brothers, uh, Reginald actually rolled up to him and was like, hey, um, you know, uh, I'm Muslim. So, you know, Malcolm Malcolm probably thought to himself, he's like, hey, I'm going to join my boy Allah over here. And uh, so, yeah, that began that began his conversion to uh, Muslim. And he got intrigued with the national nation of Islam. I mean, the NOI. So, yeah, he he was really intrigued by this religion and its ideas. Uh and he, his, uh, what do you call it? Um, the leader of the NOI was Elijah Muhammad, 
And, uh, you know, he taught uh, that white society actively worked to keep African-Americans from empowering themselves and achieving political, economic, and social success. It's kind of mean. Um, you know, y'all, among other goals, though, the NOI fought for uh, a state of their own, separate from inhabited by white people. Um, uh, what do you call it? Michael Malcolm actually became a devoted follower uh, with his new surname, X. You know, Malcolm X is pretty cool. I, I, I like a cool name like that. Uh, he considered Little a slave name and uh, chose the X to signify the loss of his uh, tribal name. You know, um, <clears throat> Malcolm was actually a pretty smart dude also, right? He was, uh, he was appointed a minister and national spokesman of the Nation of Islam, right? Uh, he, he, like, he did a lot for the church, you know, establishing mosques in cities such as Detroit, Michigan, and Harlem, New York. You know, he also utilized uh, newspaper columns as well as radio and television to communicate uh, the NOI's message to the United States. His charisma actually was, like, you know, cool like mine. Uh, drive and conviction attracted an outstanding number of new members. You know, Malcolm uh, credited, uh, was largely credited with increasing the, the membership of the NOI. It was only 500 in 1952 when he was on parole. And in 1963, you know, my boy brought it up to 30,000 people. That's a lot of people, you know. Um, you know, the crowds and controversies surrounding Malcolm made him a media magnet, though. You know, he was featured actually on a week-long television with uh, Mike Wallace, some famous dude back in the 50s. Uh, <clears throat> you know, his his uh, that program explored the fun- fundamentals of the NOI. You know, he, he was just a really active spokesperson for most of his years. Um, and then racial retentions ran increasingly high during the early 60s. Uh, so, you know, his, his, uh, his attitude really caught the attraction of the government and all that. Uh, you know, <clears throat> as as the NOI actually grew, though, F- the FBI, you know, he blasted his doors open and infiltrating the organization. Uh, you know, right? Uh, one even acted as Malcolm's bodyguard and secretly placed bugs, wiretapes and cameras and other surveillance stuff, you know. So they were trying to spy on him like little plebs, right? Uh, to monitor what the heck the group was doing, which is, which is not really that cool, you know. Um... Uh, Malcolm's faith, though, was actually dealt a pretty crushing blow. At the height of the civil rights movement in 63, uh, he learned that his leader, you know, Mr. Muhammad, was secretly having relations with as many as six women within the Nation of Islam organization. You know, that's 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 not cool, you know. Uh, you know, and Malcolm also found out that some of these relationships meant that he had kids. And the, since joining the NOI, Malcolm strictly adhered to the teachings of Muhammad, which included remaining celibate, you know, until marriage. Uh, Malcolm refused Muhammad's request to help cover up affairs and all that, you know, because, you know, he just, he, that was kind of, that was kind of mean, you know. Um, he was really hurt by that section of Muhammad because he's like, that was like his friend because, you know, after prison and all that, you know, that was pretty, that was pretty mean of Malcolm. I mean, Muhammad. Um Malcolm also felt pretty guilty about the uh, masses he held to join the NOI because, you know, they felt like that's kind of like fake now, you know, this guy's like all lying and stuff, you know. You know, he re- he uh, shortly after he received a, uh, I know, uh, received criticism for comment, you know, he made regarding assassination of JFK, which is not that cool, right? Uh, you know, he started getting a lot of hate. It was a mix of both, a lot of hate and a lot of support. Uh, but in 1964, Malcolm was like, mm, NOI, mm, that's a no-no no more, all right? So he just left, right? And he decided to found his own religious organization, like a little nerd, right? 
just left her in Hawaii, you know. Sean, okay, relax. This is a podcast. Okay, we can take as long as we want. Yeah, yeah, remember what Grim, you know, remember what Gully said, right? We take as long as we want, and it's quality. He might give us the credit, Sean. You so, know what, Juan? You're right. So let's strive for greatness as we prolong this great and high-quality podcast we have here today. Yes, thank you, Sean. 1,500 people attended Malcolm X's funeral in Harlem on February 27th, 1965. Whoa, 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 whoa. Renee, slow down there. We didn't get – he was beefing with people, okay. all right? Okay. That led to one time at his rallies – some guy was like, yo, I don't like you, Malcolm. So he unloaded like 15 bullets into his chest. You know, obviously there's no way you can see you're not like bulletproof, right? He's not bulletproof. He wasn't all like damn Terminator or something. He got shot up 15 times and died. So, you know, now, Renee, it's your turn. So please. Oh, yeah, okay. So 1,500 people attended Malcolm's funeral in Harlem on February 27, 1965. At the Faith Temple Church of God in Christ. After the ceremony, friends took a shovel, took the shovels away from. I can't talk right now. <laughs> okay, Renee, it's okay, Renee. Take your time. We're a family here. After the ceremony, friends took the shovels away from the waiting grave diggers and buried Malcolm themselves. The legacy of Malcolm X has moved through generations as the subject of numerous documentaries, books, and movies. A tremendous interest occurred in 1992 when director Spike Lee released the acclaimed movie Malcolm X. The film received an Oscar nomination for Best Actor, Best Costume Design. He should have won that year. Yeah. You know, Malcolm, it was pretty cool, you know. Malcolm X, you know, you know those bright stars, they burn so bright, and then they get they get clapped by rival, uh, you know, rival of people, you know. You know, it was pretty sad. He was a really, really, really powerful activist. Um that's all the time we have right now, actually. So, uh, thanks for enjoying our high quality and extra credit oh, Mal- podcast. Malcolm X is buried at the Ferncliff Cemetery in Hartsdale, New York. Thank you for that, Renee. And we out of here. There you go. All right, later, boys.